0: Want the full report on what happened at those gorgeous weddings you see online? Welcome to the Wedding Reporter Podcast. I'm your host, Alyssa DeChico, owner and editor of NashvilleBrideGuide.com, and I'm serving up eyewitness accounts by interviewing couples all about their fabulous wedding days. Plus, I'm breaking down the latest wedding trends, offering engaged couples advice, and introducing you to some of the most amazing vendors in the biz. So whether you're engaged, just married, a wedding pro, or simply a hopeless romantic, let's chat about the latest headlines making their way into the wedding world. All right. Hello, and welcome to the wedding podcast. I'm your host, Alyssa Dechico, And today we have a really special guest, a friend of mine for a long time, Jim Hagee. He is with a company called Chef's Market. He and his wife, Cheryl, own Chef's Market, and they have been named Nashville's number one caterer by the Nashville scene for so many years. Chef's Market is a full-service catering company for weddings and corporate events, and Chef's Market is also a restaurant and gift shop located just north of Nashville and they're ready to serve couples getting married with any cuisine they desire for their wedding catering. So welcome, Jim. Welcome Ah, to the Wedding Corner Podcast. Yeah, It's
1: a pleasure to be here. Thanks for inviting me. I appreciate it.
0: Awesome. Thanks for chatting today. So I gave just a really brief background of you and your wife and what you do. And so maybe in your own words, introduce yourself and let us know how many years you've been in catering and all the things Chef's Market.
1: Gotcha. Well, you know, Cheryl and I um, had uh, decided to open Chef's Market in 1997, which is about 27 years ago. And we were inspired for a couple of different reasons. You know, we had, uh, Cheryl was uh, uh, an interior designer with a busy schedule and then I was working for a restaurant company and i was a regional director traveled a lot and then uh, did research and development and concept development and i think we both loved our job but there was a point at which we thought well this is we want to do something on our own and there was a vision for doing this and when we opened the market we had envisioned that we wanted to do chef quality food we wanted to make it affordable uh we wanted to make it casual because you know uh, it seems like it's a quarter of a century ago. But before that, there wasn't uh, fast cash. There was either fast food or there was oh uh, Charlie casual or there was really fine dining. And there wasn't anything that kind of meshed uh, the the uh, kind of more casual food served really, really quickly in a fast manner. that was really, really good food. And so uh, uh-huh. we had that desire to do that. And Cheryl being an interior designer, the gift shop was a, a part of what we wanted. Uh, she had a, a, a great recipes for cakes and cookies and those kind of things. So in that we incorporated a bakery. So when you come into Chef's Market, there's this. It's kind of like a cross between a Southern meat and two in a New York deli. So you you go through mm-hmm. this uh, almost like cafeteria line. I'd like to think it looks more looks better than that. But it European glass <laughs> taste is with with salads. It might be like uh, quinoa or tabbouleh or those. The, those salads that are very healthy, vegetarian, gluten-free type options as well. And then there's a case where we make salads for them. These are leaf salads, like a traditional Caesar or Greek. But we have some specialty. And then we have the chef's hotline, which has a huge selection of entrees and vegetables and homemade bread. And and through that, that grew to be a really big success. And immediately, people would say when we opened. Uh, they wanted us to cater for something. And, you know, I had been in the restaurant business all my life. I grew up in it, but I really had on a lot of catering. Mm-hmm. And so at that particular point, uh, the restaurant business can be taught. oh we'll, we'll do this. We needed to do it. And, uh, and it turned out we loved it. And this is another fun story. Because Cheryl and I met when we were 19. And she was an nice. interior design major, and I was a hospitality major. And as we were getting ready to graduate, we both helped each other with our senior project. She had to design a, uh-huh. a restaurant, and I had to design a restaurant. And so we did two completely different ones. But we had this sort of pipe dream, sort of fun thing that what we would do is just go around, and I would design the kitchen, help design the menu. She would do the aesthetic of that. And that was That's a 21-year-old height. Cool. But but as we got to doing catering, we realized that we were kind of doing that. You know, doing an event, a catering event, is a lot like opening a restaurant. And mm-hmm. so um, we had a lot of fun with it because people would come to us and they would say, you know, I have this sort of aesthetic in mind. This is the venue. Let's develop a venue. Uh, uh, this this is the venue. Let's develop a menu, and then um, we would work together on making the the. the it wasn't, we weren't just bringing the food. We were we were working with them, our their planner on the aesthetic, and we we loved it. We really liked it. You know, we we, we uh, developed a lot of great relationships with people uh, doing mm-hmm. those those first weddings and all through the years, and and so that's how it, it took off. And it grew to be more than just weddings, you know, you do oh, day yeah. and a lot of other stuff. But Yeah. Uh, you
0: guys do a lot of really big events. And I really like what you just said about how each wedding is kind of its own restaurant that you're opening because it has its own unique food. I never really thought of it like that, but it's so true because there is like you said with Cheryl, like the whole design aspect of a wedding, the whole atmosphere that you're setting, it's different every time. And then the food is different every time. So it's like mm-hmm. when you're ordering your wedding catering, it is like creating your own restaurant during that dinner time, which is really cool. I love that you said that. I've never really like put two and two together like that.
1: Right and And you know, so a part of that process is there is that fun sort of aesthetic and establishing the menu and all all of that, and there's that creative element, but there's also that logistical real world process of how you make that happen, uh-huh. uh knowing when you can get into the venue, knowing when the rentals can get there uh all uh-huh. of those elements are a part of of making uh, an event really really work so uh, yeah so that those are things that after you know many many years we've developed some, a lot of processes that i won't necessarily bore you with all of those but <laughs> but the, but there are there's a lot going on like in any party if you have a party you know you're you're yeah. creating uh are you doing a, a, a play or production you know you're you have this presentation but there's a lot behind the scenes that's going on oh, yeah a certain amount of equipment that you need to rent that may be Tables, chairs, designing the space, uh, and so, uh, you know, a lot goes into making making it happen. Uh, we love the challenge, yeah. and we work with a lot of planners that mm-hmm. do so much of that. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. So, let's talk about the couples. And so, a couple gets engaged. When should they go ahead and start planning? with a caterer or planning their tasting or planning their wedding food?
1: You know, well, uh, the tasting typically would come later, but I'm glad you asked about that process Mm because here's what we we do. And I guess every uh, caterer and venue may be different in how they do it. But I think Mm -hmm. for the most part, it kind of falls in this this, uh, thing is people contact us. They'll email us or they'll call and we welcome both of those. And then, in that process, we'll be going back and forth with them. We'll talk about do you do you have a venue yet what uh what venue might you what, what are you looking for do you want a plated seated dinner do you want a buffet uh, do you want it to be fun stations do you want just passengers what do you what do you what is your vision for that One question that I always ask and, and our different event specialists ask different questions but I'll say if you were going to have uh a a restaurant catered this tell me uh what what, it might not be your favorite restaurant because that might be a mexican restaurant or something like that but but if you can envision a restaurant catering your event what would it be and that Mm -hmm. gives me a lot of insight into the food that they might want and even the aesthetic that they want that particular yeah and so we go through that process And and then what we'll often do is if they want to come in and do what we call a console, now this is not a tasting, but because right. we have a restaurant, uh, they can come in and they can sit with one of our planners and, and taste the food, uh, get an idea of the quality of food that we have. It may not be their whole menu because we don't, we haven't yeah. discussed it enough to know. Uh, right. And in, in that time, we'll ask a lot of questions. And then mm-hmm. from that, we will put together a real comprehensive proposal that would include all the elements that they're going to need to make it work. Uh, mm-hmm. How much staff are they having in bartender? Do they, what rentals they need in if their planner is not, not handling that. Right. And then, uh, and so when they got this proposal from us, when they get it, it has pretty much everything that they're going to need. There's not, mm-hmm. hopefully there would never be any surprises like, Oh, we've got to add your staff, or we've got to add this rental. We would try to do that in advance. So mm-hmm. once they had that proposal and they said, "Yeah, you know, this looks good. We're ready to to come in," uh, then we would do that exact menu for them. And and you know, I know that there's a lot of uh, things like what questions should you ask when you come okay. in for uh, a tasting. Uh, mm-hmm. I really think by the time we're doing the tasting. All mm-hmm. those questions have been answered. Are there any dietary restrictions? What all of that's done. So when they come mm-hmm. in, they're really we like to make it really special, and mm-hmm. so we uh, it's really more of a time for us to really get to know them, get to uh, you know connect with them. They'll they'll have their person that is their salesperson planner that's
2: mm-hmm.
1: that that'll lead that, and then every wedding once it's booked is assigned. A, a logistics specialist, the person that dots the I's and crosses the T's and that's makes great. all the lists. And so that person will come in to the tasting as well and introduce themselves. And so we really try to make it an, an experience that is one that's really memorable and a good time. And they're really mm-hmm. tasting and enjoying the food. And, and, and they can say, you know, I'd like it to be less spicy. Or mm-hmm. we make all of those notes. It really is about tasting the food, but it is, uh, equally as much about getting to know them, beginning that process, and there, yeah. there isn't a charge for the tasting if somebody's booked with us. If there's, right. if they haven't booked, there is a charge. That's often a question as it were. There is, a, there is a charge, but that charge once they're booked is just subtracted from the total
2: oh, that's
1: of other booking.
0: Yeah, so, that makes a lot of sense, and uh-huh. I love that you said that. I love how the concept that you guys have, I feel like is very unique. Like I remember when I was going on my catering tastings, which was like 13 years ago, almost it was like, here's our beef and here's our chicken. And you could, here's a plate of each and you try it and here's some sides and try it. And like, that's what your option was. Like it wasn't very customizable back then, but like Mm now it makes sense where it's like that's what weddings are that's been the biggest trend over the last 5 to 7 years is like a customized branded wedding and you want exactly what you want whether it be beef or chicken or pasta you know whatever type of cuisine um you have it and you can make it and it makes total sense to have all those questions answered before you go ahead and make that those meals for them so then they can taste exactly what they would be getting instead of here's our five options, have a little bite of each, and now make your menu from that. So I think that's a really cool way that you guys do it.
1: We like to, you know, I would say that uh, a lot of times, you know, it, uh, we're not typically fan, our food's not fancy, you know, yeah it can be, it can be fancy. Typically, it's really uh, uh, more bespoke and about making sure that people are uh, getting what they want and and the other right. thing is that they're getting plenty of it yeah. you know so that uh you don't want anybody to walk away uh from a wedding uh having not had enough so yeah. those are you we have prider, to get fast food after self. a wedding <laughs> you know there's one one wedding i'm working with with a planner in this particular case i'm i'm uh i, I don't know the bride. It's the bride that I'm working with. Mm-hmm. And they happen to to uh, live, interestingly enough, you can see uh, across the road. I don't know them, but in, in a farm maybe uh, a, a quarter of a mile down. And this young lady oh, yeah. is of Asian descent, but she's moved to L.A. And uh, mm-hmm. she, she loves California, but she loves her Tennessee roots. And so mm-hmm. the menu that we've proposed for her uh, we did a plated version, and then we did, uh, she wants it more to be a party. So we've developed stations, and in those stations, there's that sort of a fusion of those influences. But then we paired each station, uh, which is at a bar, with the uh, California wine that she likes. So That's there's a so food, cool. it's kind of like a food and wine pairing, which uh, speaks California and speaks the yeah. to the farm and the place that she has it. And wow. so... Uh, but that's an example of you know what we can do to be able to create uh, something in a venue where they where they're looking uh, to have their event. In this case, it's mm-hmm. at their beautiful farm.
0: Yeah, I think that is such a cool experience. And like you said, people are looking for more of that experience within their food and bringing that to their wedding guests too, because let's face it, food is probably one of the most expensive things in your wedding planning that you're going to be spending money on. And so you want it to be good. And the food is like one of the main things that people talk about after a wedding too. And like you said, you don't want to leave anyone hungry. You want it to be really good food that people talk about and have an experience with. And so I guess that can bring us to what um, are some of the popular cuisines that couples are asking you for, I know you said you did the stations with, you know, Mm -hmm. the California infusion and everything, which is so cool. But are there any like really fun examples of things? Like, Are people doing big displays or is it more um, past apps and that type of thing?
1: You know uh, it's, it's interesting. I think, uh, you know, people have so much information now um, Mm -hmm. and they see, you know, Instagram has got so many great, uh, wonderful ideas. And and every year at the first of the year, I might even write an article of what I think, you know, the trends are and that kind of thing. And i was I've been trying to write mm-hmm. an article. Uh, and, you know, one of the things I've noticed is that uh, I don't necessarily see any, like, new trends that stand out. But I do see variations of trends that have been with us for a uh-huh. while. And yeah. one of those trends would be, I think, for instance, uh, after COVID or through COVID, People were like, I'm going to look at, ho- go back to hotels and more packages and, and just trying to, to work in, in that. And there's been some really in Nashville, some really cool new hotels. But I think yeah, that those sure. have lost a little bit. You know, they're, they've really realized, well, I can't. It's still going to look the same. But they right. love to be able to go to uh, venues where there's, pretty much a clean slate like the Mm -hmm. you know there's so many of them in town i would hate to mention them but but they can create whatever the visual is they they want there so i see that as a trend which Mm -hmm. we really already kind of talked about as far as specific food i see you know like uh grazing tables which i love Mm -hmm. those are still uh on trend it is uh not a a new trend but what Mm -hmm. you're seeing is that people are uh, coming up with different ways to, to uh, and different things that they're putting on a grazing table. It used to be before it was just cheese, fruit, all those Great. kind of things. But now, you know, we're incorporating a lot of their favorite hors d'oeuvres or mini sliders. Are you know uh, one of my favorites, and you can probably tell by looking at me is the butter mm. board. I love the butter. You know, adding oh, that Oh yeah. those are so good. Yeah, or, or the hummus. Uh, 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 you know, we have a, a station we call uh, Hummus Among Us, and there's like five different hummus, and they're beautiful colors, and there's all these different things that can go with it. It's still a grazing thing, and it may mm-hmm. be a part of a larger grazing table, but mm-hmm. adding in, I think trying to make the grazing tables more than just that original sort of fruit, cheese, nuts, and it all looking the same, the personalization of those, I think, is uh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: is really uh, gotten to be. One, uh, something that's a, a, a trend that's been around for a few years, but coming back and more coming back because mm-hmm. you wouldn't do a grazing table during COVID. That was not something you right. did. So. Yeah. <laughs> so it's coming it back.
0: like everyone had their own individual box. <laughs> uh, right, of the right. Grazing table. Yes, yeah. uh, so we did a lot of that.
1: Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, one of the things I would say is still doing individual things. Uh, like I've mm-hmm. done individual charcuterie boards at a plated seated dinner, maybe that was between cool. two seats and it can be really uh, impressive. And one of those things that delights people when they sit down, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's uh, uh fun. Uh, the other thing I would say is, you know, I want to talk about desserts a little bit and this yeah, has been being done it. for a while is, is doing a, a little bit smaller cake and they can get a smaller cake from somebody that will do an elaborate style, you know, cake, or we do mm-hmm. small, uh, simpler wedding cakes. That is a cutting cake, but then mm-hmm. we'll do uh, a really interesting dessert display. It Could be really lavish with a lot of things, or it could mm-hmm. be more um, simpler, but with the groom's favorite banana pudding shot, or uh, something that their, you know, their their grandmother used to make. So you know, she mm-hmm. they could share that recipe. We'll do it, or you know, we're okay with them allowing them to. Uh, we think it's so special. You know, a lot of places say, no way you're not bringing in anything, you know, mm-hmm. aunt Sue wants it. No, we're not going to put it out, but you know, it, it's obviously really a special uh, thing. And those people want to be included sometimes. So mm-hmm. if they want to bring their cookie yeah. in have it a part of the dessert display, they can personalize it and make it
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, really good. So I love the, uh, that dessert. I think it, 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 People love cake. Uh, yeah, uh, but uh, and you got to have it. And there's some mm-hmm. fantastic cake makers in, in Nashville. Uh, yeah. but they also like the the fun, interactive thing that happens with. Have you tried this? You know, macaron. Have you done? You know, mm-hmm. there's so many different ones. Uh, yeah. The other thing I would say, and this is something I've seen, it's kind of a trend, and something I'm seeing newer. Is a lot of times one of the things we see is when there is a large cake. There's a lot of cake left over. You know, it's yeah. just people are partying, they're not necessarily in the cake mood, but mm-hmm. having a little personalized box that you've got a message, uh, you know, that you want to create and help us box that cake and, and that. or box the desserts and and just have it there when people are leaving and offer them to, to take it with them.
2: Uh, mm-hmm.
1: I love that idea. I think it's uh uh it's a way, you know, a lot of times, of course, the mom or uh, somebody will take the cake home, but you know, mm-hmm. that's going to be a, a lot to eat. And, yeah, uh,
0: for sure, yeah. sharing the wealth with all the leftovers, I think, yeah. is really good. Uh, I think it, that's so cool. Like my my mom said that when she was little. Her parents would bring home wedding cake for them, like her and her brothers and sisters, like oh, yeah. anytime they would go to a wedding. And that was like one of her favorite memories. And so now anytime my parents go to a wedding, they bring cake home for my kids. And so they're always like, we want to like leave a little well, treat for them. And so, well, you know, no, I hadn't thought I about it. That. I always thought,
1: well, they would have it later, but that's right. You know, for the for family that didn't go to the wedding, they get to sample. I think mm-hmm.
2: that's
1: great. Great thought on that too. So yeah. um, there's a you know, and that would might mean the little desserts that we're providing. You know,
2: the yeah, smaller whoopie cool.
1: pies. A those could be mm-hmm. other that's so um,
2: cool.
1: food ideas. Uh, you know, I think uh, we talked about the grazing tables, uh, uh, the desserts. Uh, I do think that through COVID, there was a period where it was pretty much all plated served meals. Yes. and so uh and now we've seen that trend back a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Buffets, which were uh, maybe at one point maybe a uh, uh I say, you know food stations were preferable. Yes. Those are coming back, and I think yeah. they they can be done beautifully and, uh, and there's so plenty too. and uh so we're seeing that come back, but uh, I would say that plated served dinners are still strong. Uh, but Mm -hmm. uh, uh, not as strong as they were during during COVID. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. I totally see that display trend. It's like, I feel like they all started on like flat boards of like grazing tables. And now all of a sudden it's like these sculptural art installations in a way where it's like, let's see how creative we can display this food. And I think it's so cool. And it adds like that, like, gasp aspects like mm-hmm. to your event where it's like wow i've never seen food displayed like that like can i eat it and it's like mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. this cool experience um mm-hmm. for everybody involved and i'm sure you have a lot of inventory of things that are not food that are displays and very creative <laughs> like
1: you know we have uh we you're i'm glad you asked that you know um uh, I need to probably send you some photo, photos so you can yeah, have them. Is, I'd
0: love to see.
1: We have our gold shelf, you know, our white shelf, our, uh, you know, silver shelf, the wood shelf, okay. the black shelf. And so there's all these trays or silver or platters that are used to whatever the style might be. And it might be, you know, both. It may be a wood uh, look with gold or, you know, so. There's a huge mm-hmm. selection of, of those kind of things. I wouldn't call them props, but more serving pieces that we've used. Right. There's this old chafing dish that I had made out of wrought iron that I absolutely love to use. It's heavy. The staff aids for me to pull it out. But <laughs> I, it's, I've got like three of those, and, and those fit a certain look, you know?
2: Yeah, uh, totally. And there's
1: more simple where it's modern, maybe just uh, black with uh, simple run on legs for shafers. Uh, mm-hmm. But we have over the years, uh, one of the things that was very helpful is for for us, my wife and I, we would go down to the gift shop and she would do the buying for the gift shop.
2: Yeah. And
1: uh, there's a, a place in Atlanta called The Market, which a lot of people have heard of that. Mm-hmm. And it's like three um, multi-story buildings. And on each level of the building are all of these small wares, decor. and and, you know these are designers from all over that have come to set up displays so i would often take pictures of what is the latest style or or whatever and i would find some really creative things that weren't necessarily sold in restaurant supply houses that they were a part of uh uh, decor uh that were food safe that were uh stunning and Mm -hmm. we've been able to have a huge collection of those. So I would go off and uh, do some yeah. research on that. And, I think uh, that's and, a uh,
0: great idea to like take inspiration from home design and, you know, corporate design, things like that where you can incorporate that into your wedding too and see what those trends are first or like, you know, a lot of trends start in California and you can kind of see You know, it takes a little bit of time for them to get here to Nashville. And so kind of doing that research and being ahead of the curve and like also thinking outside the box and finding some unique things that maybe anthropology carries, but like a rental company doesn't or something like that um, is a really cool inspiration to get.
1: I think, yeah. And you get inspiration everywhere. And and I do think, you know, it used to be things would kind of roll a little slower to us from California or New Mm -hmm. York. Uh, but now with um, social media and the internet, yeah. I think that time is, it, it, people are, are getting ideas. And I think that's one of the things I was trying to say earlier was that, you know, there are trends. But I think mm-hmm. that uh, people, because they're seeing a lot, they're mm-hmm. developing their own unique style. They don't want it to be yeah a trend. They want it to, it's, it's what speaks to them. And what mm-hmm. they want for their for their wedding. And uh I love the fact that there's so many ways to get that. Now yeah. you know, it was Pinterest, now it's of course Instagram and I, I guess TikTok too. I haven't done that as much. Mm-hmm. But um we love yeah. and I will say, you know, one of the things people say, well, where do you get your ideas? And okay. yeah, where I get them a lot is from the bride and the groom, you know, or the yeah. couple. They mm-hmm. come to us and they say Hey you know we want um there was one that uh, uh I thought a beautiful wedding cookie that uh was the where the pressed flowers the real pressed oh, flowers are on top of it. It was gorgeous I mean it's really in fact, I saw where somebody's opening sort of a floral bakery in in town that kind of followed that trend, but that came from cool. a uh a uh, couple. That had the vision, where that's what they wanted. So we did that. I love that idea. Yeah. So it, what I'm saying is that a lot of our inspiration and new ideas comes from our clients.
2: Mm-hmm. And we'll say, that's yeah, we'll do cool.
1: that, and then we're like, wow, that's really cool. You know?
0: Yeah. Um, I love that kind of playing off of each other, of like combining your ideas to just make it one really grand, unique event. So, um. Was there anything else we can kind of wrap up here that you wanted to share about chef's market or trends or anything in the catering world, things that like couples should know kind of going into their wedding catering?
1: You know, I think one of the things is to, um, to say to a couple going in, I get, it's really probably very intimidating. You know, that it's the first time they've done that first time Mm they have planned a party and just know that, You know, uh, on our end, there's our goal is to really make them feel comfortable. There's no Mm -hmm. question that's not the right question to ask. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, all of all the questions help us through the process of of getting to where it needs to be. One of the things that we didn't touch on, which I think is an important part of, of of the wedding planning, is back to tastings. If if I wanted to mention. People often say, well, who can't come to taste? Yeah. Or to consults. Consults would be where in the restaurant we're having them sample a little bit. Uh, right. But I think that they could have whoever's a part of that. Of course, their wedding planner needs to come. In, mm-hmm. Absolutely. But um, anybody that's maybe financially helping with the process mm-hmm. would be, you know, welcome uh, to come. And usually the mom and, and dad will come. Um, Mm-hmm. One of the, uh, what part of the couple? Um, the, the thing I would say too is that in the process of, of uh, the thing I think that uh, is one of the learning curves for people are beginning that is, is like thinking, well, in terms of like if I go to a restaurant, I know that I'm going to a nice restaurant. This is what it would cost because I do this, I'm having a hundred guests, a hundred times maybe the, the starter, the, the other, but, the one thing I wanted to say was, and I think this is important to say, it's sometimes difficult, and caterers don't say it, but there is a cost that's additional to mm-hmm. to just the plate, and the, you know you're buying the service yes. and the servers and all of that. And remember, we're opening a restaurant wherever we're going, yeah. so exactly. it's it uh, the model of a restaurant is, in, and I know because we're, we have the restaurant, we may see, feed seven hundred people a day, but. With that, I know that every day I'm going to serve probably fifty five Jerusalem chicken. It'll be seven hundred mm-hmm. different people, but there's a right. model of that. But when you're creating something as bespoke as a wedding and you're going somewhere, the costs are going to be more than just what the plate of the food is. so oh, yeah, uh, I like them, and I think most uh most uh couples know that, but uh it, it would be one of the things that we can help them understand what those costs are. Uh, mm-hmm. It's very affordable, uh, uh, but uh, I, th- I think that's one of the things that, in that first planning process, that they're not as used to seeing. And, and uh, you can mm-hmm. usually count on uh, anywhere from sixty to you know a hundred dollars per person, and that's mm-hmm. a number I don't necessarily you know uh, often throw out. But I've, I've watched my daughter and my son plan their weddings. And I know that's mm-hmm. one of those things that even growing up in this business they didn't quite understand. So Yeah,
0: totally. Yeah. That's so true. So very true. Well, thank you so much for sharing everything. That's my pleasure. As far as Chef's Market and wedding catering goes, I feel like I learned a lot. So hopefully those who are listening Uh-oh. can learn a lot too. And check out Chefs Market on Instagram and their website if you're getting married in the Nashville area. Um, schedule something, a consultation with Jim and his team, and they can take care of you. So thank you so much, Jim. Thank Have you. a good one. Thank you. very
1: appreciate it. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Wedding Reporter Podcast. I hope you learned a little bit and had fun today. To find more resources and podcast episodes, visit nashvillebrideguide.com for more information. And as always, click the subscribe button and leave us a review. Until next time, I'm Alyssa DeChico. signing off.